0: Hello, good evening and welcome to the Gallant View Rangers podcast. My name is Colin McDuff and I'm delighted to be your host tonight as Rangers are back scudding teams as they should be um in the league. Um let's just put last weekend into a full start and the league starts now. Here to join me to joining me to run through uh yeah, we ended up at a comfortable win or the probably more comfortable than what we felt watching at the time. First of all, Bill, how are you?
1: Very well, good sir. Thank you and thanks for having me on. I ended up a comfortable win, but it sure as hell didn't feel comfortable up until that second goal went in there.
0: Never in doubt, never in doubt. I'm the eternal optimist. Also joining us tonight, Shona, how are you tonight?
2: I'm very well, Colin. Hope everyone else has a great weekend. It was good to see, obviously, four of of our guys getting off the winning start yesterday. So there's lots to talk about, and I'm sure there's a few players in there as well that we didn't think we would be talking about, so, um, and they were very, very positive on the pitch, so yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about Rangers tonight.
0: Happy days, and we did have Chris on with us, but um, there was too much positivity in this podcast room, so he's <laughs> fucked off. Chris, nice for you to come back. <laughs>
3: Just keeping you on your toes. No, it's good to be back, and um, I really enjoyed yesterday, um, and I hope uh, the panty and gets a wee bit calmed down to a riot now, do you know what I mean, and we can start to look in the positives. we get got four brand new signings, scoring our first goal in our first league game at Ibooks, do you know what I mean? And we were unlucky it was not the five. So I was really happy with it and I feel like it. Good. it's good to go from the back of that onto your big night on Tuesday as well.
0: Absolutely. And last but not least, hello to everybody watching, on, watching live on Facebook, YouTube and Twitter. As always, get your... Get your questions or your, your insights into the comment section. Um, find us a like if you can. And if you do like what you see tonight and you want more content, you can subscribe for a pound a month on the members page. And you'll get all the daily news and up to seven shows a week. Just a wee quick call of arms. Um, if you are looking for extra content, the the women's um, post-match reaction podcast with myself and Graham. Now, I dropped tonight after Rangers women's scudding Spartans 6-1 um, and we even spoke to Joe Potter afterwards as well, very nice of Joe to take the time to <laughs> speak to the gallant too but Bill i um... Going back to yesterday, then, um, let's start start with the lineup. No really surprise too much that there wasn't too many changes. Um, we Rangers started with Jack Butland and goals. Back four uh, James Tavernier, John Souter, Leon Balogun, and Borna Barisic. Midfield three of Jose Sexy, Sifuentes, Nico Rashin and Todd Cantwell. We Lammers playing in behind Dessers and Danilo. So, other than Sifuentes coming in, um, and Ballardin coming out for Goulson. It was the same team um, then we played on Wednesday. Were you surprised, any any shocks, that there wasn't any more changes?
1: No, I, I thought it was just about struck the right tone. I was glad, um, nothing against the guy, but I was glad Lundstrom wasn't playing because Bale seems to have a, a habit of starting John Lundstrom in these types of games and I don't think we need John Lundstrom in that team yesterday. I think we were absolutely fine without him good to see Sifuentes coming in and getting a start. thought he played really, really well. Uh, Leon Balogin, for all people, were a bit put out when we re-signed him. I thought he'd, yeah, I thought he'd a great game. Um Just solid as a rock. Uh, I like a lot of things about Balogin and I appreciate, obviously, it, it looks like a backward step and he's getting on and all of that. But I think, you know, what Balogin gives you, you know, and I, I thought he'd a really good game as well. So no, no surprises. Sure, I think um, starting with the Leon
0: Balogun one, um, I I do need to hold my hands up and say I was probably one of the the bedwetters saying that it's a step backwards. I didn't see the the value in it. I did not think he was the most... I thought he was reliable on the pitch, but his last season at the Rangers, he was a bit injury-prone. Having said that, um, he shouldn't be expected to play too often and the games he's expected to play should be the routine wins at home against Livingston. Um, we did need to change up and give Conor Goulson a rest, he was just back for a long-term injury and he he played two games in the space of five days, but I was really surprised, pleasantly surprised with how comfortable Leon Balogun looked, um, it's it's like he's never went away into it. Yeah, I don't think
2: he's actually made a mistake so far since he's came in even through pre-season, so uh... That's exactly what we're looking for. We knew what we were going to get from Balogun, didn't we? We knew we were going to get consistency. And I actually thought that was probably our best defensive display so far. I know, obviously, we're only, like, the third game in, but uh, I thought even throughout a whole pre-season, there was times, not we were times, do you know what I mean, where we get shaky, but I thought with uh, the uh, uh, sorry Sutter and Balogun at centre-back last night, honestly, they were a force to be reckoned with. Some of the challenges and some of the blocks that we made throughout that game were just, honestly... Uh, obviously, we were discussing in the pod uh, just before this, That um, Chris even said, you know, what I mean, some of them could have turned into goals if it wasn't for that, La- or as good as a goal. So, um, no, some really solid performances. And uh, I was quite happy with Balogun coming back. Like, we know he's not going to be a first-team starter. But for games like yesterday, that's exactly the type of game that we need somebody like Balogun to come into, give, like, the likes of in a rest. Um And obviously, we're still to see, we're good to see, obviously, Dijon Sterling come, come in. So, obviously, we're going to have to see what he can offer. So, no, I was actually quite happy with the, the defensive display yesterday. I thought both centre-backs were absolutely solid throughout the whole of 90 minutes. And, uh, no, I'm really happy with it.
0: Aye, Chris, it was pretty solid and dependable um, and pretty much what you had to do. Didn't they always have to be glamorous, they didn't need to be glamorous, they'd done their job. I think um, the, the glamour I was expecting to see was Jose, sexy, as I am going to call him here on in. Um, it very nearly got off to the, the, the perfect start with getting uh, getting a goal, but before we go into the goals, uh I want to get your thoughts on him, how he played throughout the game as well. I think he's probably nowhere near his best. Um, I'm not going to say it was a, it was a masterclass last night, but uh, yesterday, but I do think he had something different that we've no had at Rangers um, probably, probably in a couple of years. Um, he's different for all the midfielders we've got. Um, I see your dog is obviously buzzing about sufleness and what again in the action, but what did you make of him yesterday in that midfield role next to the
3: I thought it was brilliant, mate. I thought he had a really, really good game. He was unlucky with the goal. If you take, obviously, the way he was using his hand, but the finish for the goal, he rifled it in the back of the net. Do you know what I mean? He was taking no prisoners. He was there or thereabouts the whole game. He was unlucky not to get an assist as well with a, a couple of good balls in the box. Where I, I was really impressed, mate, and it was something a bit different, a wee bit of style about him. Something that do you know what I mean? We, we, we've had good players in that, but. We're no, we've no had for a while somebody that takes you off your seat, do you know what I mean? Now, I'm not saying he's a, he's a magician, or he's going to be one of them beats five players and puts us in the top corner for 20 yards out, but I really liked what I've seen, and he's something to get a bit excited about as well, do you know what I mean? Bear in mind, he's coming from America, he's coming to Scotland, a completely different league, do you know what I mean? A completely different lifestyle and stuff like that. Um, he looked like he'd been playing here for years. He did get tired a wee bit near the end, but that, that you expect that. Do you know what I mean? And he is somebody I think will be a big, big player for Glasgow Rangers.
0: Bill, how do you see him fitting alongside Nico Rasson? I'll be honest, I I thought Raston was a bit wasteful um, at times yesterday for the game. I don't think he was terrible, but probably know he's, probably know the levels we expect. But in terms of that. That trio that we've seen, um, Raskin, Campbell, and Sifuentes, I can see that happening more often than not at Ibrooks when we've got to dominate a lot of possession. The theorem brings something really different. I, I think the theorem will complement each other.
1: Hi, uh, Sifuentes was excellent yesterday. Uh, I see what you're saying about Raskin, and he did have his absolute best game in a Rangers shirt, but wasn't he terrible as you said? But I think that's probably where midfield trio going forward, especially when you think about most of the games that we're playing and when we play at home and playing against the teams for the SPFL. That's the midfield that's going to drive us on, get us in, score goals. And, you know, I thought the team, like, if you think about the midfield and the front three, sort of as a as a front six, I thought they looked really creative yesterday, really sharp, um, you know, because a lot of the, the time we will dominate the possession, but struggle to break teams down as as we did last weekend. But yesterday, I thought we were picking up the spaces. We were, a wee quick, giving goes. We were moving the ball really quickly. Players were running, finding the space. So, you know, if if that's where midfield going forward, I'll be really delighted with that. I think perhaps in Europe, you know, we might need to look at setting things up a wee bit differently. We might need a bit more protection for the back four. But for the vast majority of games now, I'd, I'd be happy that we start with those three in midfield. Playing
0: slightly ahead of him. Shona, um, Sam Lammers, and I want to get your thoughts on the first goal and Lammers in general, so we were speaking about dominating the ball and we will come on to a formation as well and the different formations, but I think for the setup, we were trying to play narrow and just play in between the lines and keep the ball moving very quickly, and I think Sam Lammers is a huge part of that. Um, I think he it, it will be a frustrating player um, depending on how the game's pan out but when he has the ball he's got a beautiful first touch, he can go either way he's a very quick passer as well, quick thinker um, I think he'll do his confidence a world of good getting that goal yesterday after the couple of chances that he missed midweek
2: Yeah, I think uh, everyone was having a wee bit of a goal at Lammers wasn't it, during the week there for his performance but I thought he was actually much better yesterday and actually, he actually started that move off where for his uh, goal, it was him that played off to Cantwell and it was Cantwell with a wee dummy wasn't it? and it was uh, back to Cantwell and then uh, Cantwell had the shot and Lammers just honestly absolutely smashed it into the back of the net and there was no chance any goalkeeper was going to uh, save that one were they so no I actually thought he played really well yesterday and do you know what I think a lot of people have been uh, questioning Beale about Lammers and Cantwell can they both play in the same team but I think yesterday showed do you know what I mean that they both can play in the same team and they can both link up well and Campbell can get into the box, which is what we've been asking for, do you know what I mean, for the last couple of games, I think, with with Campbell obviously playing that kind of further deeper role, he's not been getting into the box as much. But what I am really noticing as well with the with Beal's style of play, and maybe other people have noticed this, we have got a lot of guys in the box. We have got a lot of attackers, do you know what I mean, in the box. So if anything happens, we've obviously been taking a lot more shots outside of the box as well, so we can go to positive. Because I think it see 10 or 20% of them outside the box, do you know what I mean, in a, in a season, or if something happens, like it could be even like a deflection or anything like that, we go in for maybe an own goal or somebody in the back but, um, I thought the link-up play yesterday between the front three and Cantwell, where it was sublime at times, and Sifuentes getting involved as well, so uh, no, it was really, really positive to see, and uh, I think that was obviously Bill's tactic throughout the game, was to try and play the ball along the ground as much as possible, because we know Livy, when we played them last year, we tried to ping balls and so many crosses into the box. And they're all six, they're all six foot plus. They're quite big guys because, as you've seen, we've seen a few decent blocks from their defenders as well. So, um, no, I was really happy with Lammers. Good that he got his goal and there was just some really, really nice link-up play, um, even though we were getting really frustrated at times about the 70th minute. But, I mean, honestly, I think there's Lammers. There's going to be some signing for us. And I think he can interlink with the front three and... Uh, Look, I'm looking forward to And if and look if if Lammers gets injured, Cantwell can slot into that position. You've got Tom Lawrence coming back. So look, there's plenty and plenty of options. Had you even they wanted to um put in that position. So no, I think there's plenty more to talk about. But uh, yeah, Lammers for me looks like an incredible bit of business.
0: Again, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I'm very biased when it comes to big, beautiful Dutchman wearing number 14, It's he's channel, his inner Ronald de Boer and that's how Rangers win trebles we guys are getting in the team. So I'm all for it. Um, Chris, Shona touched on it there. Um, we felt a bit frustrated up until the 70th minute, um, until we, we, we got the second. But let's, before the subs, um, like, well, I, I think it's worthwhile Delving into like split, split into two two games almost like pre subs and post subs. Um, what did you think it was about the Rangers that they, we couldn't get the second goal early enough? I know we had that one chopped off about uh chopped off in the first half from Sifuentes, but I don't know what was it. Was it I, I don't think it was lack of effort. Then um, was it maybe just lack of cohesion in the front in the front six or was it just one of those things where we had to huff and puff? It
3: was a bit of a huff and puff, but. I've noticed this from Wednesday night as well. It seems to be when a decision goes against us, obviously the, the offside goal or the penalty, it's as if we go in a huff. Do you know what I mean? It's as if the players are in a huff and it's just like that. Um, Livingston are always a, is always going to be a difficult team to play against. Do you know what I mean? We drew with them last season. Um, other teams in the league have struggled with Livingston as well. The, the way they set it up, they're not going to be a team they're going to take 5 6 nothing off every time. Do you know what I mean? They had a plan, they were sticking to it. I think we just had to be patient now and obviously playing at Ibrox is not the most patient of places so um, I think it's quite hard to say that but I feel like the effort was there and stuff like that just some stuff was just wasn't kind of working out it was just obviously we did need to pace in the team obviously that's for the difference when they made the subs but at it, it one nil, you're always under that threat it just takes one mistake you take like look at Wednesday night with, with the penalty do you know what I mean but once we get the second, the game was killed off. Then i Livingston kind thinking of I just gave up after that. But yeah, um, excuse me, sorry. After the the goal get chopped off, because before that, the, that goal stood. I think we'd get three or four in the first half. Do you know what I mean? The way the momentum was going, on that, as if the players had just kind of like, knocked the wind out of sail, if you get me.
0: Absolutely, I I, I think uh, we do see that. The Strangers <laughs> hey, do do go on momentum. A bit. and There's an argument to say eh, every football team in the world will go with the momentum of the game, but that is something that they need to learn to do when something doesn't quite really go the way. They need to continue to huff and puff and just play their way back in there because we're not always going to get our own way all the time. Um, teams are going to make it hard for us. I do agree with you. If we'd got that setting, it would have been a cricket show yesterday. But they need to find a way of when that second Disney go over the line first time. How did they get it straight away? Um Bill, I thought into the second half, I, Chris is right, there's always that danger that the the setting goal, well the equalizer can come. And Jack Butler had a couple of saves, but there were maybe half chances that he, you know, he had to deal with. Other than that, Rangers did dominate the game you could see that Livingston were starting to tire because we dominated the ball we were chasing it about. So at that point, we've seen something that we've maybe not seen on the bill last year or the Cross before it, subs which came on and completely change the formation. So we've seen the introduction of uh, Abdullah Sima and Robbie Matondo. And I know young Andrew will be pitching his frillies um, as chairman of the Matondo RSC, but I thought
1: these boys changed the game and really got it over the line. Yeah, Matondo was really, really good when he came on. Uh, and how many of us were expecting to have said that after the game? You know, it's, he's, he's one of these figures that is so far removed at this point in time for a starting place. And when he, you know, the, the odd time that he does come on as a sub, you're almost kind of rolling your eyes. But I thought he was excellent when he came on. You know, a lot of running, a lot of movement, a lot of energy. Um, just with what you're saying there, though, about, you know, we, we, we kind of go in a huff after. The decision going against us and all that. I think there is an element of that, but um, you know, I think we're maybe being a bit unfair because we did create a number of really good chances, a number of really clear-cut chances, um, and you know, it's like the the one uh, Tav crosses it in, Danilo kind of heads back across the goal, Desus is the the shot and it goes over. I think that was a wee bit before the subs come on. You know, Le- Levy were putting in a lot, a lot of last-ditch defending even before the subs come on. And I think, you know, a, a team like Levy, a lot of what we're struggling with is just to get to that point where we've worn them doing enough that we can get that second, then the third, then the fourth. And, you know, it, it took a long time yesterday. But also, if you think about the goal that got chopped off, if that, if that had stood, you know, like you were saying, it could have been a cricket score after that yesterday because we might have just been rampant. No, I didn't really have any concerns. Um, it was good to see Butland, you know, when he did get called into action, I wrote there in my notes it was the 54th minute, um, and both shots were within about a minute of each other, you know, sort of shots for outside the area. And the first one actually takes a deflection and kind of bobbles across, and he, I think he's seen it lately. He did really well to get done. And then the second one, he just sort of gets a hand to it and pushes it around the post he'd bugger all else to do yesterday, you know, so I'm really pleased that he managed to stay alert for that. Um, and Shona, I think it was you that was saying he's, he's not afraid to dish it out either, you know, he, he really wasn't afraid to get tore into players on his own team uh, for what he saw as kind of sloppy defender or whatever like that. So, aye, to, to the wider point, though, I think, you know, games like that, we need to be patient. We will break these teams and we will get goals if we play the way that we played yesterday you know, that movement, that link up, play, the giving goal, go, picking up the space, as Shona said, you know, fill in the box with attacking players. Those are the things that are going to get us the goals. We just need to be patient and we need to wait for the, the chances to come. We had a couple of sitters as well yesterday, or at least one sitter anyway, where Danilo blasts over for a, for a close range. And I think somebody in the group chat was comparing it to the Van Vossen miss and Colin, you're maybe a bit young to remember the Van Vossen miss, but uh, you know it was it was almost like that. So, you know, I, I think just that that bit of patience. Yeah, if we keep playing the way that we're playing. I, I think we'll, we'll play really well. No, it's it's a good point about Butland and
0: what what is a characteristic that has to be ingrained in every Rangers keeper is the ability to do that. When nothing's really happening in the game, it's not like you play a keeper, you can't keep the momentum going, really, and there's no shot after shot you're dealing with. Sometimes it is 54 minutes until you, you know, touch a ball with your hand for the first time. Uh, as it's an art in itself to keep that level of concentration. Um, showing so that, into the further into Matondo and um and Sima, then I'm kind of got to come to, to them as, as a package because I do think they are similar type players, um, they both. I think they play best and uh, we're a bit of width in the game. Um, so you've got pace to burn. Um, good to see I get his goal, but I think Rabi Matondo's probably coming away with the bigger confidence boost yesterday, probably because of where he's been the last six months. I think he has a confidence-type player, and a few folks in the comments are maybe probably out that maybe Matondo wasn't the issue. Maybe it was the setup we had last year and the form that we were having. What was your thoughts on, on there? Have they done themselves any favours for getting into the team on Tuesday?
2: Well, I think actually this is the first time that I'm going to have to credit Beal on the substitutions because I felt as if, like Chris said, the Livingston team were tiring and it was looking for pace on that pitch. That's exactly, honestly, that's exactly what we're looking for at that moment in time. And uh, Matondo and Seema, I have to admit, I, the, the jury was still out on me on uh, Matondo. I wasn't so keen, but... From what I've been seeing with Matondo, when Matondo was playing last year. He was always coming off the right-hand side. And that's not his position. His position is the left-hand side of the pitch. And every time that I've seen him play on that left-hand side, he's actually done quite a decent job, I think. And I think yesterday proved that. That If you put Matondo in these right positions, Seema, Sima Seema's not our striker for me. I think Seema was getting a lot of negative comments in pre-season when he was playing up front. Seema, for me, is definitely not our striker. He's definitely a right winger. And if you put these players in the right position... They're going to create something. And I thought honestly that 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 Dell goal eh, was just absolutely sublime from I think we, Matondo could have had about three or four assists in the game, to be honest, but just the way that obviously Dell played that we flipped through for Matondo to run on. And it was just the perfect moment for Matondo to play that pass. And once again, he could have had a pass it to Dinilo. I think Sima was making a run at the same time. And then obviously he had Dell there in space. So he had about four or five options, and this is what we've been crying out for. Most of the time, we've only had Morelos as the other option because for me, Kent was always playing too wide or always sitting outside the box. There was nobody actually willing to get into the box to make those decisions. So for me, I thought Matondo and Sima. Honestly, I think it was an absolute blinder by Bill on those on those substitutions. Uh, usually, I always give Bill a bit of a hard time when it comes to it, but he got it absolutely spot on, right time, right plays, and obviously uh, we went on to score another three goals. So. I um, think that, that, that the Matondo uh, moment when he ran through was just a total change in the game and um, you can see the crowd starting to lift after that as well so you know, credit to Matondo and credit to Sima for they played brilliant when they came on the subs
0: Chris that's a really good point that Shona makes and Bill has got a lot of criticism for A his his decisions with the subs and B when he when decides to make them and there's a few folks in the comments saying that it was still too late but I I get the game was on edge for a wee bit longer than what we would, would have liked. But at the same time I don't think the introduction of pace has the same impact if we if we do it earlier. I think at that point Livingston are really tired and I thought I thought the subs he made and we even seen him go seen him go three to the back to see the game out. He, he's made all these subs and we've got three goals off the back. Of it. I I think he, we're right to give him give them the praise. Absolutely
3: mate. Um you know the way it was going in the first half and the, 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 the period of the second half before the subs, we were relying on Barisic and can't end, I'm sorry, and Tab getting down the wings. Do you know what I mean? They they can't last the whole game doing that. They're going to tire out. Do you know what I mean? So, by the time the time I think he got the timing right as well, because the game still was a wee bit on edge. You know what it's like. You make you can make the substitutions and they could be wrong, and you've got about half an hour left and it's no working out. That I thought he got it spot on. And, Matonda was, well, Matonda played a great pass through to summer as well and the summer had a good save from the keeper. Um, he could have had two assists that I can think of and as sure pointed out But the double goal, the, I mean, the highlights of that should be after nine o'clock. That's an 18 plus. I mean, it was that, it was that, it was that sexy football. But, um, it, as you said, when Matonda came on and he, he, a couple of runs and that, it lifted the crowd a wee bit because it was a bit nervy and you're kind of watching it like that. And when Livingstone and Rugger up the park, you have to see everybody's turning to each other and going, guess what's going to come next and all that, do you know what I mean? So to see his back on it and playing good football again, it kind of lifts your spirits and the players as well. And, as I was going to say, I think it brought the right people on. Dill's going to be really unlucky because Dill probably is good enough to get a start but when you get Campbell, Raskin and Sifientes and they're playing the are playing well, I know it wasn't Raskin's best game, but I think it wasn't a bad game for him, it was just the others were performing now, he's not going to be the star man every week. I think that was going to be unlucky, but, you know, lucky will get his chance sooner or later we have injuries, it's going to come up, do you know what I mean?
0: Bill, moving into the the forward line then, um, Daniel has got a, a, a really well taken goal and, um, it was a terrific ball in for Borna um for for him to get the header. I thought Danilo there was probably a bit of a mixed opinion in the in the group chat yesterday. I thought in the first half he's got a really good first touch, but sometimes his decision making with the passing that I thought he's maybe makes the pass too late and he was maybe a wee bit wasteful with the ball. I thought he really came on to his game when we changed the formation and he played in a more central role. And he had Matondo and Sema either side of him, which leads me to thinking that uh, I think we're going to get the best out of Danilo and Dezler's, um when the other ones are <laughs> off the park. I, I think it will be a focal number nine. I'm not prepared to lay off Dessers yet. I, I think um, he will need a bit of time. He will come good, but it's a completely different type of striker for Danilo. Um, what's your thoughts on in the, in the striking
1: options? I like Danilo through the middle. Um, Dessers, and I know what you're saying about Danilo. I thought he had a great game yesterday, actually. And, you know, like you said, I okay, a couple of passes went straight and things. Um, Dessers, I thought, in particular, yesterday, there was a couple of times where we had a break on, and maybe three on three or two on two, Um, you know, bearing down on goal, and Desert took the wrong decision every single time when he hit the ball. And so far, he's not shown me enough, and I think Danilo has. And I appreciate it's only a couple of games, you know, um, that could easily change. They are different types, but it's, it's Danilo through the middle for me, and I, I kind of agree with what you're saying is, you know, when you've got both of them on the park, it's it's a bit of a difficult fit. Um I did see uh, in the comments there but remember it's just Livia at Ibrox, and yeah, that is true. But those are exactly the types of bloody games that we struggle in. You know, and we kind of get carried away after just one game if having a good performance. But I'm really, really excited. What the uh, fuck's the point in, in so. a podcast if you can't get carried away? Exactly. Yeah. What are we here for? Yes. Uh, the, the Danilo, the, the goal, that um, cross for Barisic was absolutely on the money and I thought Borna Barisic had another great game yesterday, really good in midweek as well. Um, you know It's good to see him on good form and I think if you've got a guy like Danilo in the middle that can finish, and we have got other players as well, if you know Barisic is on form and putting in those types of crosses, I think we'll score a fair number of goals that way this season. <laughs>
0: Shona, what is your thoughts on the on the shape that we we play with moving on then? Because uh, I I think Bill likes this narrow formation with Lammers and Camille playing narrow and having two strikers to play up to, and I I hope I'm wrong because we've been trying it for a long time that to get two strikers playing together, but. I don't think it's something we'll really see the best out of in August. I think there's a lot of football we played, but we need to get results very quickly. I think there's maybe something throughout the season we'll start to see Danilo and Dessers really come together. If it is, I think we need to pick one or the other.
2: Well, I'm going to disagree with Bill, because I actually think Dessers um, have been a wee bit harsh on Dessers because he did score for his midweek. I don't think he had the best of games yesterday, but there was a couple of attempts. There was one where I don't know how the Levy uh, defender managed to get that block in. There was an absolute cracking block from one of the Levy defenders. So, look, obviously, we just we just at this moment in time want to try and build our confidence. We want them to get goals as well at the same time. But I think we need to be a wee bit patient because that's the first time that we've seen this team yesterday play 90-minute, well, apart from the Celtics, but more or less play a full game of football. And I actually was quite impressed with it all. So, no, I did notice, obviously, during the game that, um, and I've noticed in the last couple of games that, we're looking for the width to come from Borna and Barisic, eh, But Bor- sorry, Tavenir and Barisic, sort of thing. There's not a lot of coming in from, um, like, like so. Yesterday we didn't see a lot of, um, De, De- and Danilo and Lammers going out too too wide. It was more inverted. But what I, what I noticed with that is we're getting more attackers in the box that way, so we can get the fullbacks down the down the wings. We've got, and if Tav comes in there or Borna comes in there, there's an extra man. We can have four or five people in the box at the one time. So like. It is beginning to show that I noticed at times when Borner got the ball and even Tav, and maybe this is why they were a wee bit on Tav's back yesterday, that Tav didn't really have a ball to play down wide for somebody. He was having to do a lot of the work, either cut inside himself or try and find it and um, go through the middle or even pass back the way. Look, these things will all come. But what I did notice well um, during that game yesterday, that Cantwell and Raskin were both helping out Tav and born at the same time as well. So maybe it's working on the defensive side first. And then maybe obviously we can bring it into the attack as the games come in, like you said, during the season. But look, all three of those players can interlink with each other. We saw that yesterday, even like the likes of Cantwell and uh, Lammers. I noticed sometimes Lammers was kind of holding back as Cantwell was going forward, and then we were all present at the same time. So, no, um, I don't know. I think um, you might see Dessers playing that role more often than you think with Daniel over in the left hand side. But uh, I, I suppose now it's just options for real, isn't it? Um, and like Bill said, I thought the movement from Neal for that header was sublime. He just kind of pulled off the back of the defenders, didn't he? And it was an easy header. And he's not the tallest of guys, but he got it on target and there was a goal in the end. And you can see how much it meant for him. Like, even like in the interview afterwards, how much he's actually fallen in love with this place already. So, look, him, you know, I'm quite happy with the guy so far. I just think it's going to click at one point and we will end up scudding these teams like 5 and 6 nil. But we just need to be patient. Um, but yeah, I think um, in an ideal situation you probably would have Canilo up front um, but look, as I said we're just going to have so much competition now like you said, where does Dowell fit into this because for me, I have I said this at the, um, in the previous pods and uh, in the comments, was going to score more goals in Cantwell this year without a shadow of a doubt um, I think he actually might score more goals than Lammers um, but whether he gets the game time for that because um, Dowell is a cracking player I watched him when he was at, uh, at uh, Norwich City. um, and, he was, and, and Everton wasn't, he was on loan at Everton. So, um, but look, this is just now a headache for Beal because what does he do midweek? Who does he start with Matondo having such a great game? Does he go with Pace? Or is he going to go with a more kind of possession kind of base and uh, maybe try entire teams out and then go for Pace? Look, it's all up in the air for us to see. But um, look, I'm really impressed with um, Daniel so far. I think his touches um, at times have been absolutely brilliant.
0: It was said in a group chat yesterday, he's, um he's touches like a velvet pillow, um, and I do quite agree with that. Um, and, and you're right, it's, it's good having different options, and not just different options, or players for the same position, different players for that position who can add something different. Too many times in the last couple of years have our subs been like for like, and we can't really change the game plan, or can't add something different. There is different options, different players to add different types of creativity. But uh, Chris... Um, the the last talking point on yesterday what I want to finish on is um <laughs> James Davenir. And I wasn't right bringing bring him up until um fifteen minutes before the show went live. Um there was, there was a few in the comments um talking about him. Again, I'm glass half full when it uh, when it comes to Rangers at the best of times. I don't think he had his worst game yesterday. I thought the boy that played left wing for Livingston had a, a decent game. That probably one of one of Livingston's um, bigger threats. So Tavnia didn't do too much wrong for me. He didn't get involved in the in the attack as much as I would have liked, but. The question does come up because we've seen John Snelling get his debut. Um, he looked rarely go in the last 10-15 minutes. Um, so it's as long as James Tavenier wears the Angels uh, t-shirt, um, <laughs> players all there's always going to be an element of the fan basic question is how much he deserves to be a Rangers player. But what was your thoughts on his performance yesterday? I don't think he done anything too bad. Do
3: you know what I mean? I a couple of corners were wasteful. Couple, there was a couple of crosses in the box when at the park but to, to have just to have do you know what I mean and I, I brought it up before the, the pod started that I think he needs to take a break sometimes he just the pre-season right it's all great and the commitment and stuff like when he was when he was in Dubai or wherever he was training but he was at it every day I've got him on Instagram and every day he's in the training pitch you like mate have a day off do you know what I mean take a week off do you know what I mean you don't necessarily need to go to Ham hammering it but you need to have a wee bit of time to yourself, son. And uh, last year as well, we looked dead sluggish when we started the year. Remember the first few games of the season, everybody was questioning him again. Do you know what I mean? So I think, I don't know, I think it's maybe down to that. But it was all right, mate. I, I, I didn't have any concerns where I'm going, oh, he's going to be a nightmare this season. But what I do love is the fact that, what was it we scored? So six goals this season, and the only ones came through have so far. Do you know
0: what I mean? Because I, I can't go through another season when he's our top goal scorer. Uh, absolutely. And that's not a reflection on That's actually a grim reflection on where Rangers would have been if they were right back Dennis Rodos those goals. But any goals we get for you, the full-back position should be a bonus on top of what the attackers are doing. Bill, I, I think Chris has uh, made a really good point. Now. I think the last couple of years, Tavenier, he's not took about break during pre-seasons. He's went to summer camps where he's... Um, with his younger brother, and I think his younger brother probably reaping the benefits more than James Tavnier is, but the big <laughs> the big war cry is he's he's not anywhere near where Pete Tavenier was, but that's the whole point in a peak. That's the best you will ever be, and I think we have seen the best for James Tavenier, but that's
1: no reason to write him off. Nah, you're absolutely right. Um, he's not as fast as he was a couple of seasons ago. There's no doubt about that. And, you know, there's times he's looking a bit leggy and stuff, but I think he's still got a lot to offer us. Um I, I certainly think we still need Tavernier in the team. I think, you know, a lot of his crossings excellent, excellent, um, picking up the ball and kind of moving it forward. He does drive us forward at times, plus the goals that he gets, you know. And he's <laughs> as Chris said, it was uh, brutal last season with James Tavernier being the guy that we're relying on for goals. And hopefully we don't have that this season. You know, it's it's good that we've got players in there scoring. But I'm sure he'll still get a fair few this season. And, you know, he's, he's ice cold when it comes to penalties. He's he's one of the best penalty takers I've ever seen, if you look at his numbers. And you also have to remember, James Tavernier as a right-back, I think is new at 102 goals for Rangers, which is just ludicrous. You know, that, that should never happen. The, a right-back shouldn't get that many goals in his career. Uh, I thought it was interesting yesterday when Sterling came on and it looked as if, I, I don't know, Tav was forward a bit or something like that. Um, you know, that that could be interesting to experiment and play around with. Uh, Shona made a good point about the fact that a lot of the time when Tav was picking up the ball yesterday, he didn't have a pass on doing the right. Um, so he was having to try and do things himself as well. So that that that's another point to take into consideration Thanks as well to Curry Muncher for the the compliments on my shirt. Um, I do. I spend hours every Sunday night agonising on what shirt to wear so that I can just put it out there and bait Curry for a comment on it. So I'm really pleased to have picked that one up tonight.
0: Uh, If anybody wonders why Bill doesn't get to the game, it's not because (laughs) he lives north. He just spends all his time in River Island. Sean, I'm sorry on your go.
2: Tavernier is the goat. Of penalties, that's all I'm going to say. The absolute go of penalties, and look, I'm always one for these ones about Tavani, and this might be one for the the guys that are listening at the moment. See if we took Tavani out of the team. I don't know about you, but I think we'd lose a lot of goals anyway, and uh, so, for me, it has to it has to be, in, it may not be everybody's favourite favourite ones, like Borna Barisic, it may not be everyone's favourite when it comes to defending, but, look, they're here for a reason. If you can defend, and you can attack, and you can do all that, you're going to be in our league
0: as far as I'm concerned the big argument is that you know, I want my defenders to defend, people with that attitude need to move off of teletext and get fucking satellite TV that is <laughs> that's where it is way the the modern game your fullbacks, are, the onus is on them to attack, whether you like it or not it's just the way the game's changed um, I, I think that labelling that as a criticism to a modern day fullback doesn't really carry much weight with me because you look at how the game's played up and down the up and down the country across the world it's just where we are um, and you're right Shona I think if we take Tavernier out the goals will still come because whoever we're going to play it right back we need them to push forward but what did you think of Sterling yesterday Shona um, because it's um, I think he is a very different type of um, player for Tavener. Um, he's probably a bit more athletic. I don't know for what I've seen with Sterling in the past. I think Tavener is probably more comfortable on the ball. But in terms of if the if the argument is that James Tavener is maybe losing a bit of that athleticism, do John Sterling has it in abundance? I think. Yeah,
2: you can you can definitely tell that when he came on the pitch. I don't think he put a foot wrong, to be honest with you, with Sterling. And uh, I think the only thing he needs to work on. And it's exactly the same with Yelma's on the other side, is putting those balls into the box. Um, because I think, don't uh, get me wrong, I think one of the balls he did put into the box that went out for a corner, and we obviously managed to score from that corner, it wasn't it? It was at the, the SEMA goal when uh, Daniel hit the post. So, look, um, there's more to come uh, from Dejon Sterling. I'm sure everybody's excited to see this boy come in. I would imagine he will definitely start against Morton at the weekend. So, I think we'll get a clear reflection as to how he performs Um Getting maybe 60 minutes, 70 minutes under him, or maybe even 90 minutes. So, but so far I, I don't think he put a foot wrong yesterday. He was able to get down the pitch, um, and he obviously managed to put in a few few crosses, but nothing really late to it. So maybe that's where I keep on saying about sometimes you just need to be careful on what you what you wish for sometimes when it comes to Tav because as much as Tav may not be able to get his forward as much anymore, he can certainly ping a ball well into the box. So, um, look. All the jury's out with uh, with Dijon Sterling, but I'm sure there's more to come. But from what I've seen so far, he looks solid. He looks like he's willing to get down there. Like you said, he's got a lot of energy and abundance. So um, I think we'll get a true reflection of Sterling in the next couple of weeks.
0: So it's nice that we, you know, we're talking about domestic, uh, a domestic game um, played in a grass park. Rangers have got four goals with four different goal scorers. Um, I completely won it if you last week, but Chris, obviously the 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 focus is always, the most important game is always the next game um, that's coming up. And that's a way to survive on Tuesday night, half seven kickoff. Thankfully it's on BBC Scotland for anybody that missed that during the week in the news. Um, how are you feeling going into this? Obviously it's um, going into 2-1, um, we don't have away goals, it's just a flat aggregate score. For me, I've seen enough uh, Rangers the last couple of games that we will at least score one and we'll create enough chances to score a few. Servette so didn't trouble me too much, um, although the argument is that they're going to be much more comfortable at home and they did put a, a decent yank side. How are you feeling ahead of Tuesday night?
3: You're always a wee bit anxious when Rangers are away from home in Europe. Do you know what I mean? We've seen great teams, treble-winning teams, getting beat off poor teams in Europe. So you do have that. It's just natural that bit of worry is going to be there. I didn't see much of that mob to think to be feared of them, but I'm not going to be that naive and just judge them in that one game. You know, if we can be our own worst enemies, I think if we lose an early goal, we'll be in for a night of it. I think the confidence will go right down, so we must we need to stay focused. That first 15-20 minutes, we need to stay focused because if we lose an early goal, I think it could just be one of the nights where the, the worst happens. But if we can stay focused and just kind of ride out the first 15-20 minutes, then come into the game. I, I, we've got enough quality in the team we, we've seen it at the weekend, there's goals now in the team as well do you know what I mean, we should be looking to hit them I think it should be more or less the same team, I think goals will probably come in for Balligan, but um, for me I'd play the exact same team as Saturday A team that wins, just keep it going then in the second half if it's even, if it's one goal in it then that's when you bring on your your and possibly Matonto, I never thought I'd say that but um, you bring them on they kind of try and kill the tie off and hit them on the break. Um, don't get me wrong, it's a big, big game, so there will be nerves around it, and I just hope, obviously, the players can control themselves. I think this is where we'll see the true button. He's not been under that much pressure yet, but when you're know you away from home in Europe and that team's chasing a goal, there will be a bit of pressure, so it'll be good to see him as well, and I feel comfortable looking at him so far. I think we've, we've made a really good signing in him, so... I'm looking forward to it and I feel a bit safer with him as well
0: so yeah mate I'm going to say we'll do the business Bill for me it's this will be a test of character and nerve and bottle um, just as much as it will be talent uh, with this Rangers side um, because all you're always a talented player for the most part when you sign for Rangers um, I'm not going to hold myself up for the listeners sending in um, plenty of examples of <laughs> of players against that statement. But you know, we're a talented squad. We know what we're doing. We know the talent we brought in, but it will be a test of bottle. Um I agree with Chris. I don't see too many changes. Golson uh I'd imagine would come back in for Balligan. Um I think it's an interesting conversation around the midfield. Um Seth Went is again he's just had something different. He's very he, you know he he's a very Again, I don't like keep on saying um, athletic and uh, like with these build players, but that's the type of players that he signed. Um, he's probably got a bit more mobility than Ryan Jack or John Lundstrom. Having said that, build is like design tested and he started Ryan Jack last week. Um how do you see the midfield shaping up? Because I imagine Rashon and Campbell got to play regardless.
1: Uh yeah, I think you're probably on the money there, Colin. Um so if it was me picking the midfield it's the, the midfield that started yesterday. You know, I, I think that is where midfield for have And especially in a game like this, I don't see anything in this team to say they're any better than any of the draws we come up against week in, week out in the SPFL. No being disrespectful to them, I just don't think they've got anything better than that. But you made a really interesting point um, about pressure and about bottle and about nerve. Um, you know, in a way game in Europe, seemingly, I, I, I don't know anything about Servette particularly, but seemingly their stadium's quite a, a tight atmosphere and can be allegedly quite intimidating. So it be interesting to see how the players handle that. But to the point about the midfield, that would have been my choice, but I am almost certain Beal will want to play either Jack or Lundstrom. Um, you know, he, he does tend to go for that, especially in these types of games in Europe. Um, so I wouldn't be too surprised if we're seeing sort of either Jack or Lindstrom with Raskin and Cantwell as the other two. But you never know. Um I think if we, you know, if you look at the, the way we played against them last week, we were cutting them open at times. And I think if we had to in the midfield as well, we would just absolutely run right with this mob if we were on our game. Because like I say, I don't think there's anything there to suggest that they're any good. I mean, I made the point last week on the podcast about um Servette's record signing was apparently 700,000 euros, you know, in their, their entire history. And, you know, if you just look at the, the financial disparity between the two clubs for what it is as well, and I know that doesn't win a game, but, you know, that, that's where football's going. Then if, if you look at that, then again, on paper, we should have this team well beaten. So I'm hoping for a, a European night with relatively little nerves. We Hopefully we get an early goal and we can put this tight to bed. But at the back of my mind, I'm thinking this is going to be one of these European horror nights. And I, I think we will get through this tie, but I think there could be long spells of really nervy moments in the game. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. And, you know, I, I think it'll be the last five or ten minutes really before my, my pulse has calmed doing enough to be able to just enjoy the last little bit of the game. Uh, Aye,
0: Rangers European ties. um, I'm nervy. Uh, The best of times. That's even the ones that we win. I think. I think you're right. I I hope he doesn't. I hope he starts with Benes, but I do see him going with Ryan Jack. Um, John Winstone said that he'll be out for personal family reasons, so uh, it'll be Jack Ross to Benes. But even uh, I I see both of them featuring at some point throughout the game. I think. We will see one subbed on for the other. Um Shona, Chris Findard uh, mentioned that um obviously Rabbi Madondo and Abdulla have put themselves into the conversation for Wednesday. Um I don't see Bill changing away from the narrow um formation that they've that he's set up. I think he likes that uh, particularly in Europe. will um, we'll play with that because the focus is on getting the ball dominated and moving it quickly in between the lines um, and then hopefully breaking with pace when teams start to start to tire so for me I think it will be Lammers, Danilo and Dessers the only question mark maybe being Dessers maybe dropping out for Seymour to come in I'll be a bit deeper and more central how do you see the front three setting up?
2: Well, I don't actually. I think I'm just looking to the European squad. I don't think Matono's in the European squad, uh, so the Champions League squad. So that rules him out for the but European squad. finalist.
0: Scott Wright is, so he's always an option. Just remember.
2: Yeah. So I think, as you said, I think um, Bill will look for the same consistency, uh, obviously from yesterday. So I think he pretty much will go with the more or less the starting eleven. I think Sifuentes will come out, and Ryan Jack will come in just purely because we're playing away from home. This server, I'm beating at home in over a year. So, look, we we can't be complacent, like Chris says. I think for the first 15, 20 minutes, we've got to be very, very solid. But I believe that we've got to score that first goal. We're going to score that first goal, and I think it'll be easy street. Look, We had 21 attempts on goal yesterday, and nine shots on target with an XG of 2.33. So we obviously over-exceeded our XG. So we get the same that we did yesterday, that we get obviously the weekend. Obviously, I know that Sifientes will come out for Jack then look like, I think we can go on and absolutely dominate this team. I don't think they had that many great chances against us at Ibrox. So look I'm I'm looking forward to um looking forward to Tuesday. Uh, I think um we will go through. I think the tougher tie will be the one after that. I'm sure we'll, we'll come on to talk about that in the future um when we get through. But no like I think you'll stick with your your front three desers, um Danilo and Lammers, because we need to get these guys linking up with each other as much as possible in the next couple of games. We've got a lot of games coming up, especially for the old firm in a couple of weeks' time. I can't believe we've been talking about this, but we've literally got the old firm in two weeks on Sunday. So, look, we need to get consistency into these players. They need to be getting picking up as many minutes as possible, interlinking, interlinking with each other, do you know what I mean? So, and scoring goals. So, I think um, Bill will go with the same front three. Um, just the question is going to be, do you know what I mean? Where, where, where does uh, Dowell fit into this? Because I think Dowell has been play, playing really, really well. So, whether he'll come on for Lammers, um Towards the end of the the match, I'm not, I don't know, or will Dill come in for Lammers? I'm not too sure, but I'm sure this is what Bill's headache is all about. is to find out what the best team is to play on, on Tuesday night. But I think for me, pretty much from what yesterday yesterday's game was, I would pretty much start with the same team apart from Sifuentes and Baligan, um, and have Goldson and Ryan Jack in there. Just Ryan Jack in there, just for a wee bit of, you know yourself when it comes to away games, might not have as much of the ball they might play as much. I just think Jack. Jack will sit there and uh, it'll be good for us in uh, on Tuesday. So look, we'll wait and see what the team loses is at six thirty on Tuesday. But uh, I'm looking forward to it.
0: And the last point on the game, Chris. Um, I think Ryan Jack coming in, if he does, you know, as much as we need new talent and a bit of freshness around the um, around the squad over the course of the last couple of years, last year being the outlier, this team have performed in Europe. They do. They have shown the character to put teams out over two legs, whether that being the Europa League run to Seville or the two years in the Europa League before that. Um, So, you know, I don't think there's the worst thing in the world if, you know, we see Ryan Jag coming in along with Goulton and we've got those players who know how to manage a game. Um, And again, I think... when we talk about character and bottle with a strangers team, I think we need to look at how we work in that domestically, we'll just harness the whatever the day in Europe. Harness it, bottle it, fucking sell it to the millions.
3: Absolutely, mate. No, I agree. Um Jack will play. I think he'll come off the bench, to be honest. I think they'll go with the team that as I said, the team that played basically on Saturday, apart from Walton coming in, I think Jack will come off the bench, but Jack will be one that will be vital for the PS if, if we get through, sorry, and PSV get through, but Jack, I will have to see Jack start in the two games. I think, obviously, with the team that we've got just now, it's kind of very attack-minded, do you know what I mean? Whereas we would be a bit naive to go into the PSV game if we were to get them and they were to get through and kind of go for them for the start, do you know what I mean? Because we've seen last year they can cause us problems, Obviously, they've, they've improved their squad as well. So, yeah, definitely. Jack, I, I've got no problems with him. A lot of people were kind of a bit upset about him signing a new contract because obviously he's time in the treatment table. That will come, but just now when he's fit, he'll definitely be used. But for me, for, for the mob that we're playing in for Tuesday, I wouldn't quite go over the kind of defensive with Jack yet. Do you know what I mean? But I definitely think if we get through to the next round, then Jack will definitely be a starter.
0: So, here's hoping that we're all, um, we're all correct in our in our feelings about the game, where even if Rangers do make it nervy, it's still a comfortable win, and we are in the hat to play what is most likely looking like it's going to be PSV. But um, that is a conversation for another podcast, and I think that'll probably... What well, is, you know, take us nicely to a close um, for tonight, folks. Um, so, just before we say our goodbyes and our predictions, just a quick shout out to everybody on what's coming up in the pod. As I said earlier, we, um, the women's show dropped by Marcel and Graham, and we were lucky enough to speak to Joe Potter ourselves, um, getting our first three points as Rangers manager. On Tuesday, we'll be giving you um, live coverage pre-match and post-match from the B-teams game against Tenhouse-Muir in the SPFL Trust Trophy Uh, the bold Andrew will be there covering the game and speaking to David McCallum afterwards and of course you get your news all all week uh, Monday to Friday in the mornings um, if you are a subscriber so uh, if you do want additional content, you know, join up for a pound a month on YouTube, Apple or Spotify, or if that's not your bag, give the like follow or just an old retweet will do. Um all it's left to do um, as well as thank all the listeners for their comments, um, the ones who agree with us and disagree with us. we are all big, one big happy family at the end of the day. As well as that, thank my my, my fellow podcasters. First of all, Bill, um, as always, he's a cheerio and a prediction for Tuesday.
1: Hi, Colin, thanks for having me on. It's been good and obviously good to recap on a solid win yesterday. And I think more of the same on Tuesday. Another solid win, I'm going to go 4-1 this time.
0: Oh, one. I feel like you've never seen Rangers in Europe before. I <laughs> just, of course. Um, I'll, be, I'll, be, uh, I'll be getting a fiver on it tonight. <laughs> that's it, there you go. That's uh, Don't say we, we aren't in the know if that comes up, folks. Um, Shona, always a pleasure, never a chill, my friend. Well, that was a bold prediction, Bill, so uh, get a few quid on that.
2: Uh, no, thanks very much for watching, guys obviously looking forward to Tuesday. I think obviously with the, the game last week, midweek and uh, the Livingston game, like it's been a very, very positive, I hope the chat has been very positive too. So like we'll roll on Tuesday and I'm going for a 2-1 to Rangers with a Raskin special
0: and special, lovely, yeah is. Um, you know after they cut our stray balls yesterday I think he's due a couple of goals as well and it'll do the wee man, some wonders he'll add, extra zeros only his price tag when we come to sell them in 18 months, um, no doubt, Um, and of course last by no means least Chris, thanks for coming on mate.
3: Thanks for having me mate and thank you to our listeners as well all, all the usuals and the new ones as well. And then, um, Bill, just on that, if Rangers win four one and Tuesday. I'll buy you the new shot of your choice. Okay.
1: <laughs> I mean, magnificent. Four ones are uh, available.
3: Prediction away from home, so I'll give I'll you that. Uh, I'll start.
1: I'll start looking online. The new Chris
3: <laughs> and Alfie Moon special. But on a serious note, I'm going to go for um one 0 Rangers, uh, and Ervey, but get the goal just before half time and see us through.
0: No, so I'm kind of going along similar lines to you, Chris. I think it will be quite a nervy game. Um, I think it'll be one, we'll go one-up into the half-time and then we'll get the second and the dying in five minutes. Sean, I'll let you come in before we finish up.
2: Yeah, I just wanted to give a wee shout out. Was it to Gary that I met? Obviously, he watches the pods, um, and it was really good to meet him in the loud the other day. So, look, if anybody else is about. Um, on Saturday and they wanted to come into the light and, and chat to us uh, and honestly you more than welcome to come and say hello but it was good to meet Gary so just thought I would give him a wee shower there towards the end
0: no, it's a buzz, um, chatting to the listeners, obviously I met Aldo and kami uh, for the first time a, a couple of weeks ago at Hamburg game as well, and uh, it's good, so the Loudoun's the place to go, so sort of get us there, and I think we, we might be getting a bit of a gathering to watch a game when the ball David Thomson is over for uh, Germany, so I uh, will uh, share details of where we'll be watching the game against Ross County in due course, uh, um hopefully Dave a. T does not get his the jail. Um, he sounds like a bit of a character for the stories he tells us, so if you're wanting a gallant for you unfiltered, come in the loudest. Um And on that note, uh, before I, the report us to police Scotland, we shall bid you farewell and good night. Hope your team wins on Tuesday, folks. Take care. <laughs>
2: 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at
3: shopify.com work. Shopify.com work. Most of us have clothes that we've loved for years, maybe even decades. But it's harder than ever to find clothes that will stand the test of time. So before you update your closet this summer, take a look at American Giant. From hoodies and T-shirts to denim and more, they've got everything you need to build a wardrobe that you'll be proud of for summers to come. American Giant is made in the USA. That ensures that they can deliver items of exceptional quality. But it also creates jobs across the country. You're not just buying clothes that last. You're helping create a lasting change in the communities where they're made and a connection to the seamsters, cutters, and factory workers who make them. Discover the American Giant difference today. Shop wardrobe essentials that last a lifetime at american-giant.com and get 20% off your order when you use code LT23 at checkout. That's 20% off at american-giant.com. Promo code LT23.
2: Acast powers the world's best
1: podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend.